Hello and welcome to Bite Size Strategy, the podcast that provides you with less fluff and more stuff that you can actually use to grow your brand online. In every episode, we cut the banter, we get down to business, and we talk actionable tips and tricks for online marketing, copywriting, optimizing your website, and more. I'm your host, Ashley Kay, a web designer, digital strategist, and all-around nerd. If you would like to connect with me in between episodes, you can give me a follow on Instagram at buildintandblossom or check out buildintandblossom.com for more. Hello, my friends. Oh my gosh, it has been a while, hasn't it? How are you? If you have been listening every week, well... I want to apologize because I went ghost on you guys, and I fully intended to take this hiatus, but I also fully intended to inform you of said hiatus, and I didn't. And for that, I sincerely apologize. I will be explaining why I decided to take a little podcasting break and what I've been up to throughout this episode, so don't worry if you're curious, I'll let you know. It just, it directly ties into what we're talking about today, which is time management and productivity. Yes, that is right, my friends. If you've been listening along, we are picking up where we left off, and this episode is part four the long-awaited conclusion to our time management and productivity series. Now, if you haven't listened to the past three episodes, I highly recommend going back and doing so. Get acquainted with those episodes. Start with episode 22, Where Has the Time Gone? And then you will eventually catch up and you'll be here in part four. And if you guys just need a quick little refresher, well, a few months ago when I started this time management and productivity podcast series, I decided to start tracking where my time goes. I was more or less fed up with myself because I felt like I was putting in the hours every day, every week, every month, but I didn't really have anything to show for those hours. I had these huge goals that I wanted to accomplish, but the calendar pages, they kept on a turning and those goals still were feeling out of reach as the months went by. What's more, I realized that I actually felt like I was making more progress the less hours I worked to some degree. Okay, it wasn't like anything crazy, but I felt more accomplished when I put in, let's say, six hours of work than when I put in 10 hours of work, which doesn't really seem logical. You know what I mean? But even so, I couldn't shake that feeling. I just, I felt it. And I kind of had a couple questions about it. And that's kind of why I decided to do the whole series. I decided that I needed to get to the bottom of all of this. And so what I did is I set out to track where my time goes, all of it, okay? So I used an app called Toggle, T-O-G-G-L, and I started documenting how much time I spent on each activity. I tracked everything from work stuff like answering emails and doing client work to personal maintenance stuff like showering and grocery shopping and wellness stuff like working out and all that stuff. You get the idea. So I grouped all of the activities that I engaged in into eight separate categories. And I did that so that I would be able to more easily understand and visualize where my time went. 
So we actually go over the categories that I ended up using in episode 22, but you know, they ranged from relationships to fun stuff, to business upkeep, to wellness. I almost named half of them for you here, but if you're looking for the full list, check out episode 22. And yeah, like I mentioned, the main reason for doing this challenge was to figure out where the heck my time was going. And oh boy, oh boy, I figured it out. I figured it out so much that once I realized where my time was going and where it wasn't going, which is perhaps more important, right? I decided that I needed to make some major shifts, which led to the podcast hiatus. And now I'm coming to you about two months later after I've had to implement these changes. And let me tell you, friend, it has been going really, really well. During my time tracking challenge, I noticed that I spent a lot of time doing work and engaging in activities that really didn't move the mark forward. I fell victim to busy work and perfectionism or chasing perfectionism. I never really reached it because let's face it, perfectionism isn't obtainable. And I was just basically doing stuff because I was curious or I wanted a challenge. So for example, and in case anyone is new here and doesn't know me, I am a website developer and digital strategist helping clients improve their online presence. So in my work, I can spend a lot of time just looking at statistics. Statistics for my own websites and my own projects, but also, of course, statistics for my clients' websites and projects. And don't get me wrong, checking stats to see what's working and what's not working, it's important for sure, but it doesn't need to be done as often as I have been doing it, okay? Because during my time tracking challenge, I found that I would be checking statistics on an almost obsessive level. I would check stats for clients multiple times per day, and for the record, I was not even charging them for this. They didn't even ask me to check their stats, really. (laughs) I just, I always like, I, I check them out of general curiosity. So checking stats like this, you know, like I said, it's important, but it is not necessary to do it as often as I was doing it. And for most of my clients, once a week or even once a month would suffice if I check them that often. But nope, not me. I would pop that tab open multiple times per day. It was almost a compulsion. So that was one area where I was wasting a lot of time and, you know, none of that, none of that obsessive stat checking was really moving the mark forward in terms of my larger goals. And then there was another instance where I spent, I'm not kidding you, over 12 hours on adding a rather basic feature to a website called a sticky header because I was working on adding it in in a new, improved, and innovative way. And I could have added the same feature in probably under an hour had I used the tried and true way. But nope, not me. I wanted the challenge. And let me add too that I wasn't invoicing for this. This was another thing I was not billing for. This is primarily a labor of love, a challenge that I decided I needed to take on even though I really didn't. Because the thing is, like, my big goals... They don't care if I do something in the new, innovative, and much more time-intensive way. 
all my big goals care about is if they're being met or not, if they're being crossed off and checked off that list. And if I pour hours into tasks that really don't matter, well, those big goals definitely are not going to be reached in this century. So that's absolutely my biggest takeaway from the time tracking challenge that I engaged in. I found out that I've been wasting a lot of time on stuff that ultimately does not matter. So in the words of Jack Dawson, RMS Titanic, I'm a 90s baby, you've got to make each day count. I don't know if anyone remembers when he said that, but I think he's at the dinner table when he says that. And to me, that is a sufficient enough reminder of, hey, my time is limited. Is this activity really going to make a difference? Now, a couple times throughout this series, I asked you to pay attention to busy work that you engage in. And that would be the work that looks and feels like work, but doesn't really have much effect on achieving your big goals, like checking stats all the time, right? And a lot of people struggle with falling into a habit of multitasking. And this is where busy work usually happens. And that's why I asked you to pay attention to times when you notice that you're multitasking. How much do you actually get done when you are multitasking? When you have a million tabs open at once and are flipping through them constantly? Is it deep quality work? Or is it more mindless work that isn't really driving you toward your big goals? We're really hardwired to be monotaskers. That is, we can only really give our focus to one task at a time. In fact, because of this, one could even say that true multitasking is a myth. We can't do it. Our brain is not capable of effectively performing more than one complex cognitive task at a time. So if you attempt to multitask, like, let's say, as I'm writing the outline for this podcast episode, I switch tabs and I look at a client's stats, and then I go back to writing the outline, and then 30 seconds later, I check my inbox, and then I go back to writing the outline, and then three minutes later, I get up and I make a cup of tea, and then I go to the bathroom, and then I, I come and I sit back down and I try to start writing the outline again. If that's the way that I work... It's going to take me way longer to complete the main task I set out to do, which was write the podcast outline, and I'm more prone to make mistakes doing it because I shifted my focus so many times. And one thing that time tracking has helped me with is putting an end to multitasking, simply because it would be so difficult to actually record something like what I just described. So in the toggle time tracking app that I used, it would be like, if I was trying to record my multitasking, it would be like two minutes, write the podcast outline, okay, that goes in business development category. Oh, and then I check my client's stats, that would be uh, 20 seconds, and that goes in the distractions category. And then, oh, I, I remember I made some tea, that took about three minutes, uh, that goes in the maintenance category, and then I went the bathroom, I don't even know what category that's under, um, that took me, I don't know, maybe like 1.45 minutes. And then like two minutes to walk back to my desk. I'm a slow walker. And then, um, yeah, I guess I probably spent like four more minutes of writing the podcast outline. Okay. Like if that is the way that I worked, it would be a nightmare to track it and way too much effort. So it's way easier to just record. Okay. 
I spent 45 minutes writing the podcast outline. And then, oh yeah, I took 15 minutes after that to eat lunch, take a little break, bathroom break, and then I moved on with my day. It's way more streamlined to enter that data into the time tracking app. And I figure if it's easier and more straightforward and better to record it into an app like that, well, hey, like it's got to be more healthy for my brain to not be constantly switching tasks too, right? You, you get what I'm saying? I, I feel like I feel like you are. But if you're not, just know that monotasking is good multitasking is bad. And let's move on. Let's move on to my second biggest takeaway from the time tracking challenge. And that would be that I realized I had a couple areas or categories where a lot of time goes and quite a few where very little time goes. Uh, Quite a few categories that were very neglected. And that's the problem. You probably guessed it. I spent a lot of time on work and business-related activities, so much so that other areas of my life were being neglected. I know this isn't a new story. A lot of people, especially in America, live the way that I do, right? We're overworked, we're underpaid, (laughs) and we have aspects of our life that we really need to be paying more attention to. So for me, the categories of relationships and wellness had the biggest deficit, and I'm real proud to say that I have made big improvements in the past month, or a couple months actually. So I've been spending more time working out, I've been going on walks, I've been meditating, and I've also been setting aside real dedicated time to actually talk to my friends and family. Because texting every day is great, right? But I think you really need to talk to your people once in a while with no distractions. You know what I mean? I think you need to do that to really keep those connections up. And then as far as business-related stuff goes, I found that I was spending a lot of time on what I consider the fun aspects of my business, which for me is creating things. And then not so much time on the areas of business that I don't enjoy as much. And of course, in a sense, that's a good thing. I'm glad that I'm, you know, able to survive (laughs) doing that. And I'm able to get by by focusing on the things that I love doing. But I do think that some of those areas, those other areas that I don't enjoy so much, were starting to feel a little bit neglected. So I really wanted to correct course over the past couple months, and I have, um, but it, it is a constant challenge, right, to kind of like force yourself to work on an aspect of your business that you don't fully enjoy. But I have been making a little bit of progress here. So there's something out there called the 80-20 rule or principle, and people try to apply it to everything and anything. You know, you got your people being like, you should eat healthy 80% of the time and then treat yourself the other 20% of the time. And people throw around this whole rule as a guideline for creating and promoting your content too. And the suggestion is to spend 20% of your time creating content and 80% of your time promoting it. Now, this isn't a new suggestion. In fact, I have parroted it to clients before. The internet today is not, unfortunately, an if-you-build-it-they-will-come type of dream world. 
you've got to get the good word out there. So you've got to be promoting your content. Well, the problem is with me, I realized that I haven't been so great at taking the 80-20 rule advice for myself. I didn't realize until tracking my time for a couple of weeks exactly how much I haven't taken that advice. But the situation, I think it was pretty grim, friends. So with this podcast, I realized of the time I had set aside to devote to the podcast, I was spending about 83% of it creating the episode. I love doing it, but it took up a lot of time. So I would spend most of my time when it came to this podcast, writing the outline, recording, editing, and then listening back through once before I press publish. I think that's really important to do. (laughs) I don't want to publish anything if I haven't fully listened to it, right? The thing is, though, this was only leaving 17% of the podcast time for promoting the episode, okay? And if I'm being honest with you, sometimes I would spend even less time (laughs) promoting that episode. And so, like, for the last episode I published, I put nothing on social media about it. Nada. Zilch. Zip. Partially because I don't really love social media. I don't really enjoy doing it. I don't spend that much time on it in general. But also partially because I just didn't have any time left to do that, right? My time went toward other things. And that's a problem. And I realized, and I still do realize, that I need to change that. But like, even creating the podcast every week, it takes a significant chunk of time. It takes about five to six hours on a good week just to produce and publish the podcast. And so if you do the math here, that means that if I follow the 80-20 rule, I should be spending 20 hours promoting that episode. So add all of that up, And that's 25 hours a week, 100 hours a month, just on podcast activities alone. And I need to fit all that in all while still working one-on-one with clients, developing and launching new products, trying to achieve all of these other big goals that I have in my business, of which I have a lot. I, I just came to realize that, friends, it's not possible to do it all. There's just no way to make all of these things happen all at once. I've basically got too many irons in the fire. And that's why I decided to take a hiatus from podcasting. I just needed to take a step back to reevaluate. And while I did that, I was able to take the hours that I usually spend working on this podcast every week. So I would say anywhere from five to eight hours every week. And then I, I I took those and I put them toward other things that were a bit higher priority. And I am super happy to report that I am in a much better place now. I am finally close to crossing some of those big goals off my list and it feels so good. And with those big projects almost accomplished, I wanted to return to the podcast and start putting out new episodes again because I never intended for the hiatus to be permanent. And I found I really missed the whole process. So this is something I definitely want to continue. So yes, friends, don't you worry out there. That means the podcast is not going anywhere. 
but it does mean that I need to make it work a little bit better for me and my life and my time. (laughs) So at this point in time, I can't quite swing putting out new episodes on a weekly basis for reasons aforementioned. And to be honest with you, I'm not 100% sure what the new publishing schedule is going to be. One to two episodes per month sounds pretty good to me right now, but we'll see as we go. You know, we're learning as we go and that's okay. Evolution is good and this is just a tiny part of that process. So to wrap up this episode and finally (laughs) wrap up our four-part time management and productivity podcast series, I want to revisit a couple of the questions that I originally brought up in part one that I still haven't addressed. And the two questions that we've got left are how can I add structure to my day without feeling confined by a tight schedule? And if I schedule time off or force myself to have a hard out every night, will the sky fall? Let me get you some answers. So I've had a lot of time to reflect on these questions and think about them. But even so, to be honest with you, I still have not been able to commit to a hard out every night. I still haven't been able to say, okay, I'm done at 5 p.m. All laptops must be shut at 5 p.m. Why haven't I done that? Well, because it's not quite that simple. Maybe it is for some people, but it just isn't for me. Because in reality, especially as a solopreneur, the work that I do doesn't always fit in that 9 to 5 box. And that's kind of what I enjoy about it. And if you're a solopreneur out there not doing the whole 9 to 5 thing, maybe you can relate to that. Just like I like having the flexibility of taking an extra 5 to 10 minutes to get out of bed if I need to, No one is going to yell at me for it because I'm my own boss. I also like having the flexibility to work until, let's say, 8 p.m. one night if it's something I'm thoroughly enjoying doing. And I like having the flexibility to walk away from my desk at 4 p.m. and clear my head if I'm just having an off day or something. I will say giving myself permission to do this, though, is something that I need to get better at. and That's probably something I need to start focusing on here on out. But no, in general, I don't think that the sky would fall if I forced myself to always end my workday at 5 p.m. or 6 p.m. But right now in my life, I don't prefer to do that. And I think that's okay. So while I won't be adding structure to my days by having a specific laptops off end of day time, I do realize I need to add structure to my days in other ways. And for me, it's less about routines and more about boundaries. I need to make a pact with myself that if something is taking way longer than expected, I can't let it derail the whole day. Because if I let it derail one day, it's going to derail the whole week. And that's going to kind of set off the month. And then those goals that I have aren't going to be met. And I'm just going to continue the cycle of not achieving all the things that I want to do. So I can't spend 12 plus hours anymore getting lost in a dumb coding project that I really didn't plan for because that excess time is eating into other areas of my life and of my business. And these are areas that likely are even more important. 
I'm also adding structure with micro goals, which we talked about in the last episode. So if each day I give myself, let's say three micro goals to achieve, and they are all related to and help me get closer to my big goals, well, that gives me focus. And that forces me to spend time on things that actually make a difference, not dumb activities like checking stats that are kind of wastes of time. And that also gives me a sense of accomplishment, like I'm moving forward when I complete that micro goal. So my friend, I want to ask you, and maybe you did the time tracking challenge with me, maybe you didn't, wherever you're at right now, let me ask you, what do you spend time on right now that doesn't move the mark? Is this activity necessary? If it is, can you cut back on the amount of time being spent here? What areas do you spend the most time working in? Are the other areas neglected? And what needs to change regarding how you spend your time to keep you moving forward? What shift needs to happen and how are you going to make that happen? Needless to say, this time tracking and productivity series has completely opened my eyes to changes I needed to make. I was not expecting this before tracking my time with the app. I, you know, I certainly had an idea that some things were off and out of whack, but there's something about being able to see the breakdown of where my time goes in like pie chart form. I'm a, I'm a graphs and stats person, as we know. So this really helped me gain some deep insights and the toggle app lets you see this, which is really nice. The toggle app like gives you charts and graphs. And so like I used all of these insights as a catalyst for change and yeah like I am a much happier camper than I was a couple months ago it really worked all right y'all that is going to wrap up this episode thank you so much for listening I hope you enjoyed this four-part time management and productivity series and got as much out of it as I did I don't know how you could because I got so so much out of it I set the bar really high but I hope you know, from listening to me in these four episodes, I hope that at least inspired you to maybe make some changes in your life and in how you work if you find you're not really working in the best way for you. And then I just want to add to time management is a cycle. So I think that this would be a smart series and challenge to revisit from time to time, especially if you feel like you're short on time or are having trouble reaching your goals or you're just feeling a little stagnant in general. So I probably be repeating this time tracking challenge and whatnot um, maybe a couple months in the future and just see where I'm at and see where I still need to make some changes. Anywho, if you are interested in learning more snackable bites like this, please subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform. We're on Apple Podcasts, we're on Spotify, Google, and iHeartRadio. As I mentioned earlier, I am not 100% certain on when the when exactly the next episode is going to come out, but you can probably expect one within a month or so. And also, like friends, you can also go back and listen to past episodes. We have over 12 hours of content at this point, over 20 episodes. Those are all available for you. Yay. All right, everyone, that is a wrap. So I won't see you next week, but I will be seeing you soon. Thank you for listening.